So you know the phrase, junk in the trunk? You know, you got a nice rear end, nice butt, feeling out the jeans in the, in the backside there. Well, what if you don't have any junk in your trunk? Or know someone that really has a tough time keeping those pants on the waist side? Because there's nothing back there. It's flat. Well, I'm talking with Coach Kalina today, a female core movement specialist who knows how to put the junk back in the trunk, especially for a lot of moms who have this amazing gift of life called kids, but want to pick it back up on the back end side, want to bring it back. And it's actually an interesting conversation because the biology and the physiology and the physics of it is solvable. It's really there. It's just understanding what it needs. So get ready to dive in to the junk in the trunk with Kalina and Michael. Welcome to the Drenazo Podcast, where you get to peek behind the curtains of what it takes to create and run a seven-figure fitness facility that ranks in the top 5% of boutique fitness studios for revenue. But to be honest, that's the least important thing about us. Founded by me, Michael Hughes, Gymnazo has created an ecosystem of services that blend performance with restoration techniques and attracts top coaches to its facility. Hosted by its owners, Peyton and myself, and our top coaches, this podcast shares our best practices on everything from how to build a sustainable fitness business to how to program for maximum results to how to build a hybrid training module that's online and in person. We have marketing secrets, movement innovation, and breaking down trends in the industry. If you're a fitness professional or a fitness business owner, this is where you learn how to sharpen your skills and to see maximum results. All right, Kalina, I get to hang out with you and talk about a topic, honestly, that I shouldn't be speaking on. So I'm so (laughs) glad that you're here. But this is a topic that I think we really need to know about as a training community because it's not... It's, it sounds kind of fun, but it's it's a real deal. Yeah. And it affects not just the physique of somebody, but also how they function and so much more. So I'm excited for you to get into. So the topic is mom butt. Yeah. So mom butt. What is that? <laughs> mom butt is um, something that women refer to after they have kids that they just get, whether it's from lack of activity or just not working out anymore. Um age, but they just think after I have kids, I just, my butt disappears. It's not what it used to be. Um, and it's just flat. The, the kind of the <laughs> weird, um, fashion trend right now is the mom jeans. You hear about these mom jeans. Seriously came out of nowhere. Super. In my mind. Yeah. But it, like when you think back, at least for, for, I feel like our generation, like mom jeans, they're not sexy. They're not cute. Like they're the super high waisted and cinched up super high so that they don't fall off because mom butt is like, Man, we go low back straight to hamstrings. It is just a, it's flat as a board. It's a cliff. Your <laughs> pants fall off. It's just like <laughs> nobody wants that. We've never had anybody come into the gym that's like, you know what I really want? A flat butt. I want just something, just my pants won't stay up. It's just, you know, that's, I want that look. Nobody, nobody wants that. So mom butt is the uh, postpartum glute deactivation. <laughs> we just have no muscles back there, essentially. Got it. It's not and sexy. that's not just for, Moms, obviously, this is a, this is a no. an, an, an old man butt, as I've heard it called before. Totally, I think old man butt, and you think of grandpa and his walker. Mm-hmm. Same thing, his like hips are tucked underneath him, and he same thing, no butt. You're like, what happened? Like you could see there's sag in his back pockets. You're like, Seriously. where did it go? It's right. just deflated. Right. Um, and those, it's yeah, it's it's a very common thing, but a lot of it's just from not not doing the work, mm-hmm. not not putting in the work back there. So how does how does someone really get this? For, if we're 
specifically talking about women, these mom buds, a lot of things change as we go through pregnancy, as we go through menopause, as we go through different phases of life in which we're either not using those muscles or they just kind of literally have heard it called dormant butt syndrome hmm. uh, is the nice way of putting it. But for women, when you get into that third trimester of pregnancy, happens is those hips get that big anterior tilt because you're starting to prepare for labor and delivery. So rotate forward. Yep, they rotate yep. forward. We get a little bit wider set, and we tend to, to go into external rotation. Of the? Of the femur. Got it. Right, and the so hips. Which goes down to the, the feet, so they kind of walk like a duck. Yep, we waddle. We got waddle. It. We're just trying to get from place A to B, right? We're just trying to be comfortable, but Carrying an extra 25, 30 pounds. Minimum. Minimum yeah. 35 pounds. Just had a woman tell me that she put on 100 pounds when she carried her first baby. <sighs> yeah, it's a okay. lot. And it's all front, most of it's all front loaded, right? Lesser. So that's it. So the changes are just It's like crazy. a weight vest, but it's a, it's a belly vest. Yeah, that you didn't want to wear, actually. You didn't want that much, you know? So with those, you know, we tend to go that anterior tilt. We tend to go externally rotated. And if you actually put your hands on your butt standing up and you went into that position, you would feel your glutes shorten. Hmm. Essentially, right? They kind of close down because the way the pelvis goes and the way the hips go those glute muscles just shorten. Mm. So, and you could also think third trimester, you're probably not working out as much. You're probably not loading those hips. You're not going through as many lunges or squats. Some women is just really uncomfortable at that point in time. Mm. And we just kind of, we go inactive. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're doing an incredible thing by creating life. And you're just Seriously. worried about, you know, getting from place A to place B comfortably and just worried about what's the next step for me. You know, right. I'm tired, someone, I don't want to do this. And if someone has been working out, yeah. Right, and that's they have it. They go into this inactive state. It's not just like they're very aware. I yeah. imagine they're very aware of the changes that's going on. Oh yeah, and it's not a physical thing. Yes, it is a physical thing we're talking about, but yeah. it is far beyond that. Yeah, and I mean it goes to energy levels. Like you just don't want to do it, right? You're tired, so um, we get that, and you just tend to be more inactive. You sit down, which same thing when you sit down. Even like you think most guys sit down. Right, it's the leg spread. You're just you're going it's still external rotation. You gotta <laughs> you gotta have enough room for everybody, right? Yeah. But that's how women will sit because it's the most comfortable at that point in time. And when you sit down, if you got a hundred extra pounds on your front, you know it's not <laughs> your legs aren't gonna be crisscrossed applesauce. There's not gonna be anywhere no. for the legs to be. No. So you're just sitting in that position. So. Yeah. Your glutes, essentially, they do go dormant because they just shorten. They never get into this lengthened state. And we know that the glutes lengthen at most with internal rotation of the hip, of the hip joint. So towing in the foot, right? Got it. Loading that hip will give you that internal rotation. It will give you that big, beautiful load of the glute tissue. Right. So just for everyone listening here, like, well, Kalina, she's extremely smart. She knows how the fibers work. But the glute fibers, the way that they run is left to right predominantly. They definitely run up and down, but strongly left to right, which is what we call the rotational plane. And the way that the femur leg works in combination with the foot, the more you can spin that sucker, meaning the foot spins in open space or closed down and the hip spins on the leg, the more you get that glute, right? Yep. To work and to fire up. Yeah. So when it stays in one position, you don't get the other position. So you basically get this well, non-active, yeah. non-activation, excuse me. And with non-activation of muscles, you either use it or you, you lose it. Lose it. That's you right. It. You got it. So even postpartum, you're just going to sit more. You're right. You're recovering from labor and delivery. You're exhausted from lack of sleep. You spend more time breastfeeding. You're just inactive. Mm -hmm. So we just don't, you don't use those muscles and you lose it. You lose that ability, that proprioception, that ability to just load those tissues, just kind of forget how to do it. Um, and then for women, if you think, 
You know, if you have two kids back to back, if you go real quick turnaround and no you joke. Yeah. and you don't get that recovery time to actually get back into Layers. a routine yeah. um, and and build upon that, you're just doubling down on that inactivity and that layer of fuzz. You know, we talk about the fuzz that we build even when we sleep. So if you don't know this, your your tissues can go that fuzz when we sleep, and it's kind of this. It's it, it's literally a fuzz, but we <laughs> yeah, have lots of investments of fuzz. But when we stretch in the morning, kind of just like you know, you can you're yeah, open on up, you're seriously. you're melting that fuzz. But there's like nobody wakes up in the morning is like squeeze my butt and move my hips around. I'm like, that's not a place where you're going to feel that stiffness in the backside. Typically we feel that stiffness maybe in the low back mm-hmm. um, or the chest or the shoulders when it's not, you know, it's not in the glutes. So you just get, you grow that fuzz yeah. in your glutes and in that posterior chain and back to back babies, lots of inactivity. I mean, some women can go like three, four years without before they get back into a normal exercise routine because they're, having kids and there's nothing wrong with that. There's just, you know, just this awareness. And then all of a sudden flash forward, like, where's my ass? Right. (laughs) Yeah. And not only that, like there's the pain for that. Like even me being a dad, there was pain. Yeah. I mean, physical pain, carrying, you're carrying a sweet little one that you literally adore for hours on end during Mm -hmm. the middle of the night Mm -hmm. is challenging. And I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from anything from from what a woman does, but it's certainly, I mean, if I had some challenges, Come on. Yeah. No, dads are going to experience the same thing. They're going to be less, less active because they're spending more time with the kids, more downtime with mom. Even, I mean, we hear dads gain sympathy weight. You know, that's a, that's a real thing where they do that. They can be just as inactive. Someone else has to eat that in and out too. (laughs) I had a buddy who said he, uh, he went to an appointment with his wife and he jumped on the scale and he screamed and his wife was like, what's wrong? And he couldn't believe the number that was on the scale. Cause he's like, she stopped working out and so did I. And I just kept, <laughs> I kept eating what she didn't eat. And he's like, all of a sudden I'm 25 pounds heavier. But, uh, but like dad, you know, dads gain it too. It's just that, you know, you, you don't use it, you lose yeah, it. It's truth. It's truth. So I like to think about it. Is this everybody's case? Does every mom experience this? Is it like, oh, sorry, that's just what's going to happen? Or nope. is it independent? Totally independent. Some women feel really great and can stay active and train and exercise, even if it's you know just walking sometimes, um, that just keep the body moving, keep those muscles firing. You mm-hmm. might be predispositioned to shortened glutes or that external rotation just from your day-to-day life. It could be a structural thing or just a behavioral thing. Um, you know, I call it the soccer player walk. We kind of like to drag our heels and have this little swag and, you know, Mm -hmm. you just, it's the lazy athlete walk. Um, and that's, that's something that, you know, same thing. You're in external rotation, dragging your heels out and you get that same shortened glute. Um, and you just don't get as much loading as you possibly can. Now what I definitely have seen with women who have trained with us, they've trained 3d for months or years and then got pregnant and then came back afterwards, they definitely did not experience that kind of mom butt because their hips were constantly staying loaded in 3D. So their glutes are constantly getting that 3D loading mm-hmm. and they're not missing out, even if it's just some mobility. They don't have to do you know, mass loads. They don't have to squat or lunge with heavy loads. They can just do body weight just stuff. Using yeah, just, just using, using it. it and making sure that those tissues have that capability they keep everything moving and grooving a whole lot better. Definitely see reduced um, muscle activation mm-hmm. or deactivation, I should right, say. Right, right. 
um, and less pain overall, less discomfort. The body for women who are pregnant and even postpartum, they're going through so many hormonal and physiological changes that they can't keep up. Your body can't keep up with what's going on. But if you keep doing little bits at a time, it allows that body to essentially develop new proprioceptors and understand, hey, this is how we can keep moving to stay healthy and to keep your hips working and your butt working the way that it should. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to swing this back a little bit. What are you doing? <laughs> so for those of you listening in, I'm currently a 20 weeks pregnant right now. Um, very exciting. This is my first. And uh, I've been working and coaching women the last three years, specializing in pelvic core um, training. So this is cool for me to actually get some firsthand experience now. Um, and I am trying to do as much as I have been doing or, or can continue to do. Certainly my energy levels are not what they used to be. Um, and that I just have to mentally just say, okay, it's all good. Um, but still no, knowing that and it is all good, but from yeah. going from A to B, yeah, knowing that you still have to go to C. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm only halfway there and I know that my body's going through a lot of changes and I can feel it physically. Um, but trying to just be mindful, Hey, I got to do this in 3d. I know physiologically what's happening and biologically what's happening and what I need to do to make sure that. I'm not going to get knee pain or back pain or sciatic pain. Mm -hmm. um, so, but moving and keeping that posterior chain well loaded, whether it's squats or lunges and not heavy loads, even if it's body weight, just trying to maintain some semblance of athleticism yeah. and 3D training um, is helping a lot. So what moves, what exercises would you do? Honestly, let's go, let's fast yeah. forward another 10 weeks. Okay. You're 30 weeks in, still got a little bit more to go. Yep. What are you going to be doing? I'm going to be working on my hip most stability, what we call and most stability. And what's that mean? It's a mobility and stability combined. We're not going heavy load, but I want my body to have as much range of motion as I can with as much stability as I can. Um, so that means like getting a, a deep squat deep or squats. going into a lunge yep. or making a full exercise path in a sense. You got it. Because the further you go into it, the more flexibility you need. Yeah. And the more you have to come out of it, the more strength you need. Exactly. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So I'm looking at our 3D lunges going through all three planes, sagittal plane, frontal plane, transverse plane, especially because I know I'm going to get the most benefit on um, whether it's from the joint or the tissue. Mm -hmm. I'm in the transverse plane for my hips, for my glutes specifically. Um, and adductors. Adductors are something that we tend to forget about. Um, but those actually, they connect to your pelvic floor. So do, your glute, so do some of your glute muscles, mm -hmm. and those influence your pelvic floor mobility and stability. So as you get ready for labor and delivery, everybody wants a strong pelvic floor and a mobile pelvic floor at that point in time. It's, it's kind of like getting ready for the Super Bowl, which we just had, right? You don't <laughs> yeah. just show up. Yeah. There's a little bit more blood and guts than the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is, I'm going to give, I'm going to give ladies a little bit more credit here, but <laughs> <laughs> by all means, you do get to go home with some semblance of a trophy that <laughs> afterwards, That's true. everybody comes out a winner. Um, but yeah, so, so yes. continuing yeah. to train that mobility and that stability, important, important, important. Um, I emphasize that ability to load through three planes, making sure the pelvis continues to move in three planes, not just going through the motion, but making sure that, that hip can actually go through an anterior posterior tilt, a lateral tilt and a rotation, uh, to make sure that it's not, you know, it's not always just the muscle. I got to keep the joints moving too. Mm -hmm. So again, just put it practically speaking, what are warm up? be that answer if someone knew nothing they could literally just do the six yeah. lunges on a let's say three times a week basis absolutely they could just do our lunge warm-up our squat warm-up 
even our core warm-up is going to help mm, in like some that. shape or form, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we forget that your core plays a big role in labor and delivery and pregnancy and goes through a lot of changes. Like, your mu- your core muscles just, they stop working because they're living on your sides. Mm. <laughs> they're true. just like, they're just living there. So if someone's sitting to themselves like, wow, yeah, I don't have the butt that I used to have. Um, I'm two amazing kids deep. Yeah. And I want to get back into it. How do I even know if my butt's working or not? Ooh, that's a good question. Your butt's going to work. It works. It just might not work at the highest capacity that you want it to. Fair enough. So th- you can test it with what we would call our common lunge matrix. That's a great way that I like to see how the glute loads and mm-hmm. how that works. What's your range of motion look like? For trainers, look at their knee. Look at their knee. Or do you have chronic knee pain? Mm. I've found with a lot of our case studies, too, that women – particularly women, if their glutes do not load well and they don't work well, they have chronic knee pain because someone is making up for that either lack of mobility or stability. And if it's the hip can't do it, it's the first place it trickles to is typically the knee for me. Got it. So this is not just as simply standing up, flexing your butt muscles. Like, oh, I can flex them. They work. It's like more That is actually, I have, I, we could talk about the, the butt cheek flex if we don't mind, teeing off for a minute here. By all means. So we have been... Who doesn't want to talk about the butt cheek Oh, flex? man. Okay, for as long as we can remember, all right, at the top of your squat here, ladies, squeeze your butt cheeks, <laughs> right? Just squeeze them as hard as you possibly can. And for whatever reason, we're all like, yeah, dude, it's, it's this mental thing because everybody's like, oh, I can feel my butt work when I squeeze my glutes. But as we just talked about, your glutes don't work with tension squeezing, like that's not how your butt loads, and from a functional it's the fitness exact opposite, actually. exactly, it's the exact yeah. opposite. And from a functional fitness standpoint, this one always gets laughed. I'm like, when do you ever need to squeeze your butt cheeks together in any moment in time? Like I always say, like emergency situation in public when you're like, please don't let this happen <laughs> yeah. right now. A few times, but other yes. than that, like in my day to day, I'm not going in going squeeze my butt right here. It's gonna help me. <laughs> You know, like unless you're hanging out by the bar, yeah, putting out I'm, the vibe. <laughs> I mean, it's just not functionally going to help you. So it can actually do more harm than good. We feel it. So it's this kind of behavioral, like, yes, I feel my glutes working, but it's counterintuitive to how we want the glutes to actually load and lengthen, right? You want that round, that beautiful round butt, like athletes. Athletes have great butts that play multidimensional sports because they constantly are changing direction. Their glutes constantly have to load in different ways. And your glute max and your glute minimus and medius, they work differently. Like there's different ways to better load those particular uh, portions of the glute. Yeah, some more sideways, some more rotational, yeah. some even more forward and back. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to do that that 3D bit of loading that. So squeezing your butt cheeks is not going to be a functional way to, to make sure that your glutes are working. But Kalina, I feel my glutes burn. <laughs> but and there's the thing, like, has anybody ever asked you, like, squeeze your biceps at the top of a bicep curl? Oh, interesting. Uh, no, not that, I, not that I've ever done. Like, I've done a lot of bodybuilding prior to this job. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. So it's, it's why is that the only place that we're asked to clench or like flex and hold tension yeah. when biomechanically and physiologically it doesn't do anything really for us? Oh, fair enough. I mean, you could squeeze your biceps and you're going to be like, yeah, my biceps are working, but that's all you're doing is just flexing. Yeah, you you're know? adding, well, you say you're, you're tearing more muscle fibers, therefore getting more growth. Are you saying, I mean, that's certainly yeah. a truth. Yeah. But maybe not a truth that really matters. I'd say there are better ways to do that. Thank, I, I like how you said that. Certainly better okay. ways to do that. Okay. For uh, 
and maybe we drip into FCC. Yeah. So you know, the question is, how do you get rid of it? Yeah. Like, how, how, do you, do, how do we get rid of Mamba? How do you start re-utilizing those glutes and turning those muscles back on? Because yeah, it, it can't be just as simple as, oh, go to some bridges, go to some squats, because it doesn't just work like that. Proprioceptically, you mentioned. Perfect. Yeah. So proprioceptors. And if you don't know what proprioceptors are, the way that I like to put it is um, athlete muscle memory. So you have all these proprioceptors turned on in your right arm if you're a thrower. Right? You can throw with your left arm. It's just not pretty. And it's just because we don't have as many proprioceptors turned on in the left arm as we do our right arm. You can get it better as you work on it and train on it. So if you have this mom butt, all of those proprioceptors in your glutes are probably turned off or they're not established yet. So we have to figure out how to get that light bulb to turn back on because all the pathways are there. All this neurological pathway for those proprioceptors to work are there. They just kind of forget how to do that. So mm. we have to figure out how to get that light switch to turn on from the brain to the glutes, essentially. Right, and squeezing the butt is not the best answer. No, okay, it's not. Okay, we'll make a sure point yeah. of that's what you're going to go with that It's not one. the best answer. Okay. But, <laughs> but, but. Uh, <laughs> a lot of butts today. It's okay. <laughs> if you've ever used a mo- those, some people call them monster bands. Yeah. They're those resistance bands. You can throw them around your ankles. You can throw them around your legs. And everybody says, oh, my gosh, my butt burns so bad when I use that. That is because you're actually having to push out against that band to hold that tension, create that tension. That proprioceptively is going to turn on your glutes because you're trying to go through abduction to mm. go through that. Right? Sideways motion. Yeah, that yep. lateral motion, trying to go through that abduction. And that resistance, your glute muscles have to work in order for you to get that abduction through the knees, through the hips. Mm-hmm. So we use a ball and band system in our female core conversion class specifically to help facilitate that proprioceptive turn on hmm. for women who have not done exercise in years or maybe just have never done 3d exercise um that is such a great way i mean we have you push against that band do some some lateral squat walks just even some loaded squats and all of a sudden people are like oh my gosh i haven't felt this in years because even functionally like you don't ever have to push out against anything from that, like you, like when no, are you, gonna, legs, you're not, yeah, yeah from right. your legs. Like if you think, okay, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna push the door open from my knee open, open it up, so, but that is gonna get those glute muscles to turn on. They're gonna wake up. Um, same thing for that squeezing. The, the pelvic core pro is the tool that we use in our female core conversion class, and it's this elastic band and ball system, where the ball is kind of centered um, in the, in a matrix and Velcroed around the, uh, the strap that goes around the legs and kind of sits right above the knees. So we use that, that facilitates a, B and a deduction. Um, we squeeze the ball and push against the band and we use that with different combinations of squats, lunges, reaches, breath work, bridges, planks, you know, the whole kit and caboodle, mm-hmm. um, to really get the whole, not just the glutes, but the pelvic core. Yeah. So t- what, what I'm hearing is that we got to have built its tension. Yes. It's literally having that, ten- like a rubber band's a perfect example. Yeah. Like rubber band's under tension. That's what a muscle does. Yeah. It doesn't just stay in locked state like a flex position. Yes. It has to go through that pulling rubber band back. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you pull the rubber band back? You have to let it go. Boom. That's the fire. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Recreating and establishing that tension in all three planes, that gets the glutes going. Got it. So if I'm, you know, I like to do this. I'm holding rubber band in my hand between two fingers and I pull it apart. That's satchel plane. Yes. Move one finger left, other finger right. That's funnel plane. Then I twist, right? Yep. Like like wringing out a towel. Yep. That's the transverse plane. Yep. 
So you can do one, you can you can do any one of those three, loading in, in the sagittal plane, frontal plane, transverse plane. You can couple, you can load in two planes, you can, and the best, load in all three planes. Do a little, little troupling there. Uh, <laughs> and get it, getting that Sounds three, like a mushroom. Yeah, 3D that load. Um, and man, you get some, you get some killer results. Okay. Killer results. So the FCC, uh, female core, core conversion, you know, if you have a mom butt, do you probably have something else going on or is it like, no, nah, those are kind of two separate things or the likelihood is if you're post your chain glutes are not working, then I can infer X, Y, Z. I would say you're more likely to have dysfunction than not. Maybe 75, 25. Usually again, if the, if the glutes aren't working and you have, you have some mom, but I, I would not be surprised to see either low back pain and or knee pain. Um, or any, yeah, or thoracic spine pain, some upper, some upper mid back pain, some sort of back or knee dysfunction, um, would be, I would say common to go along with that mom, butt or dormant butt syndrome, <laughs> but it's not uncommon just because you think about it though, like those are huge muscles. The hips are the most powerful part of the body. And we're talking about not using a good chunk of those muscles. So how do you get through your day to day with even just like sitting down, picking up your kids, you know, now somebody else has to make up that work, right? If the, if the butt's not working, if the glutes aren't loading, somebody else is going to have to make up that load capability. Maybe it's the hamstrings, maybe it's the back. Mm. Um, and that's, I mean, that's not going to go well eventually, you know, it's just more time under stress for those tissues that shouldn't be doing that work. Everybody's got a job to do. Right. I like that. And people are going to keep moving. The human body's going to keep going, Yeah. but it's just going to take a, a player off the field. Yeah. And what's going to happen to that team? Yeah, playing a man down. It's, it's, a, lot, it's yeah. a lot harder to play when yeah. you're a man down. Right. Or female down. Yeah. <laughs> or glute down. Glute down, exactly. <laughs> um, what is FCC to you? Like, why is this an important thing? Why is it passionate for you? If you could describe it to somebody. It's, it's like, it's my business baby, put it that way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is my business baby. Um, yeah. I mean, Payton. Payton was Payton was the whole inspiration for FCC after after Baby Girl. Mm -hmm. um, That's my wife, everybody. Yeah, just let you know. our amazing CEO and co-founder. Um, she had all of this dysfunction, all of this pain, all of this discomfort, this inability to just live life the way she wanted to. And she had always been active. Like she was somebody who played soccer, who did workouts, and then after a kid, she was like, "What the heck is going on here?" Mm -hmm. I think she was out for like a month, right? Like, yeah. like not doing anything for a month. Right. And the crazy thing is, and I know you can go into this whole to whole topic, is that there's there wasn't much available information. It was there, it just wasn't like readily available, even from the training world. Like I knew something was there. Yeah. But it wasn't obviously it wasn't my body. So what did I do as a typical male? <laughs> Just say, hey, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we did a little more now. But, you know, it was that. Yeah. So, yeah. please. So, we went and got help um, from an amazing pelvic floor exercise specialist. Um, and she's a physical therapist, pelvic floor physical therapist. And she came out and trained us on the female chain reaction. What happens from the ground up? What happens through pregnancy, labor, and delivery? And said, we can help women. And we love helping people anyway through fitness and exercise. And... I, I, I was think I was the only female on the staff. So everyone was like, well, do you want to take this? And I was like, sure, yeah. I guess so. Um, and it has turned out beautifully. And I'm so glad that I did because we've been able to help hundreds 
of women overcome dysfunctions that they didn't know that they were capable of getting rid of. Incontinence, prolapse, diastasis, back pain, knee pain, hip pain. I mean, you name it, we've seen it and we've been able to help women get out of it. And the fancy thing is like, I've been a trainer for going on 15, gosh, more than that, more than 15 years. And I've always heard clients, always heard, especially female clients, like, hey, can I not do the speed ladder? I'm like, uh, sure. Or can I do box jumps? Can I do some of that? Uh, sure. Why not? I just don't like them. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. And I, the questions and answers stopped there. Yeah. And it was really uh, a, an awakening. Like, yeah. This is something that's going on. Like, what the heck? And even a lot of women saying, really, that happens or that's what's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of misinformation out there. A lot of people think like this is just part of having kids, and you're just gonna have to suffer with this for the rest live of your with life. It. You yeah, live with it. I, yeah, I, I mean, I started here six years ago, and I remember the um, the speed ladder, aka the bladder ladder, mm. was what they called it. And they were like, "Just wait, just wait, you'll see." And yeah, I was like, like, "No." Almost like a passage. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I was like, "I'm gonna pass on that. Thank you. Like, I would definitely rather not have that happen." Um, so we developed female. I developed female core conversion as a exercise class, a neuromuscular exercise class. So it's not how hard can you work, it's can we turn on those proprioceptors mm-hmm. and can we get your pelvic core, neuromuscular system to function the way that it's supposed to function. Yeah. So the PCNS is not something that is super common knowledge that or that's really out there. Typically when we look at pelvic or any sort of labor and delivery problem, everyone thinks it's the pelvic floor. And they think Kegels are the answer, which they are not because the pelvic floor is just one part of the equation. You have your core muscles, you have your low back and hip muscles, and you have your respiratory diaphragm that make up the whole PCNS. And Kegels only really only go after one single group of muscles. You got it. And a Kegel is, again, it's a conscious contraction of the pelvic floor, which that's not how that bad boy functions. That is a... You do not go around holding your pee all day long no but yet you do not pee on so yourself. yeah if you okay. don't know what a kegel is i actually had a girl ask me this who she's in her 20s and she's like what actually is a kegel hmm. um a kegel is if you were peeing and you stopped midstream that muscle action to stop midstream is a kegel so men can do them too <laughs> guys can do them <laughs> but, I don't like doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uncomfortable. Right? It's, not, it's not fun to try and do that. But that's been the cure-all, end-all for dysfunction. People just say, do your Kegels. But if you keep doing, you know, it's insanity. You keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. It's like doing a bicep curl thinking you're going to be fit for the rest of your body. Totally. Totally. So FCC has worked to take a whole body approach and a whole neuromuscular system approach to address and fix issues that women go through. Um, and it doesn't have to be just from labor and delivery. We see plenty of women who have never had kids who come in later in life because all of a sudden menopause happened and their hips change and their hormones influence how their tissues can load and function. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden they start seeing dysfunctions. And so they come in going, I need some answers. So um, yeah, I got I got one of those, couple of those actually right now, now that I think about it. We mm. do have some good case studies. Chronic, chronic knee pain and they just... And they're these sweet little old ladies. And all of a sudden, we throw those bands on. And man, I tell you what, as a trainer, there's nothing better. They're like, this sucks. This this kills my butt. I hate doing this. And then two weeks later, like, how do your knees feel? They're like, oh, my knees don't hurt anymore. And they're like, mm. sweet. Because mm. um, we just taught those glutes how to take that load off the knees. We said the knees, knees should be a stable joint. Not a mobile joint. Relatively speaking, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Right, relatively speaking. Joints should not take load, muscles should. Mus- exactly, thank you, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the knee shouldn't be loading for the butt. So if we can reteach that butt how to load, how to load well, 
takes all the stress off the knee joint. So nice. you have one of those. What are, share, w- give me a case study of one of the most complicated cases. Like you're like, whoa, I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> give, me one, give, me, give me something like that. Um, gosh, one of our most shining ones. Um, I had a woman come in at the end of December 2018, and her goal was to run a half marathon. Mm-hmm. She had gone undiagnosed for about eight years with severe rectal and vaginal prolapse. Prolapse is anytime your pelvic bowl organs collapse onto themselves or another organ. There's about eight different types. It's just as fun as it sounds. It's pretty, pretty awful. A lot of women will describe it as a falling out sensation, like something's going to fall out. Hmm. Um, and she'd gone undiagnosed for quite a bit. And the option that her doctors had given her was surgery to try and like lift and fix it. And she said, I'm going to try and find another option Gosh, before like I go through that. Surgically put in structure. Yep. The mesh, the mesh lift yeah. is a, a popular one that's not very successful. It doesn't have high success rates. Works for some women, but most women don't see a whole lot of success or they need it replaced or fixed 10 years later. I imagine that's like getting a C-section. Um, actually they might be able to do it laparoscopically okay. now. Right. Um, they don't have to cut through as much okay. tissue, but uh, it's still invasive. It still affects the core. And now we're talking about more dysfunction because you've got now scar tissue going through your core. So her goal was to run the slow half marathon four months later, and she could not run down her driveway without completely soiling herself. She had to alter completely how she ran. She could have stopped running with friends because she just soiled herself. Um, and it was both number one and number two. Um, so her, her route was about three miles around her house because that was all she was comfortable with because as soon as she was done, she had to go home and change hmm. uh, or be able to use the restroom. So we did an eval. Um, and she had been a lifelong runner, competitive runner. And I love working with athletes. So I was very emotionally connected to this because I could feel that I want to be able to do this. And I very much connected with that. And I was like, I gotta, we got to get her to be able to do this. Um, and we got her on a custom program, custom program to be able to proprioceptively use her glutes and her adductors to give her mobility back through her lateral motion, through her transverse plane motion, got her core and her respiratory diaphragm working the way that they're supposed to work with the pelvic floor through some intentional breath work, and then combined all that together. So we could do... Um, loading, whether it's squats or lunges, multi-directional with breath work, functional to running patterns. And she went from completely soiling herself to running a half marathon with zero leakage mm. in four months. The whole thing. The whole thing. Wow. Zero. Zero, zero leakage. For her, <laughs> both you guys, but that's awesome. It was pretty amazing because she had been told for a long time that it was just something that she was going to have to deal with. Um, just by movement. Yeah. I mean, intense. Yeah. Intentional movement. We did movement therapy. I didn't put any, you know, a lot of people do, uh, some physical therapists will do internal work. That's Mm -hmm. not me. I'm not a, I'm not a pelvic floor physical therapist. I don't put my hands inside anyone, (laughs) but we did all external, you know, some soft tissue and some FMR, some joint manipulation, um, just to kind of get the body working again. And it worked well. And we see the quote unquote mom's butt with runners sometimes because runners is a very sagittal plane sport. They don't get a lot of 3D loading. Um, and they're not necessarily like, you know, they're not sprinters. Like sprinters have those power, like you see, they totally. got the, this totally different muscle yeah, fibers. So it's a long, this is a long distance runner. Yeah. So we're talking long distance runner. And she kind of had that, that runner's flat booty and then get her loading in 3D. All of a sudden she's like, 
hey, check this out. <laughs> you know, and we check got out from the side. we got glutes yeah. that that load and that work and that propel. Now she's feeling more powerful, and uh, so she's been an awesome success story as far as getting going from major dysfunction to no dysfunction. But it is something that you have to keep up. This is this is not a, a necessarily cure-all, end-all. There is some maintenance work involved. Yeah, I think all fitness, all movement, all nutrition, right? Even haircuts, yeah. right? So we got to yeah. get maintenance, right? Um, I, I just thought of something. Uh, a trainer. That's what, you know, you're a trainer. You're a highly glorified trainer in, in a lot of senses. But what if someone else wanted to do this? Like, what would you say to some other trainer, male or female, yeah. who said, you know what? I want to do this. Yeah. Like, I got clients that I can help. Oh, if you work with women, you need to understand this system. And you need to understand how to train women differently and how to proprioceptively and biomechanically help them. And there are so many great avenues for that. I'm actually doing a mentorship right now with a uh, girl who actually went through our amazing MDMC program. It's our multi-dimensional movement coach program. That so we we take you through the hows, what's, and whys of what we do at Gymnazo that makes us so different, that separates us to be cut above the rest. Um, teaches you the soft skills and some of the hard skills for how to enhance your client's experience, fixing not just their dysfunction, but in helping them move better and to live their best life. So you can do MDMC, and that segues into a mentorship program with me to do FCC, where we do uh, we do case studies. I break down all the nitty gritty and give you the uh, biological, physiological adaptations that we do. You get access to um, our female core conversion program, literally, just to, hey, this is it. This is You can just do this program and take these exercises and run with it, and you're going to see success with your clients. Uh, where do we do that? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just a shameless plug <laughs> <now. laughs> Hit us up on our website. <laughs> we do have uh, that MDMC, that multidimensional movement coach. We're on Facebook, um, Genazo EDU on Instagram. You can reach out through any of those outlets. Um, Click, like, subscribe, explore, uh, come check out what we do. We have some brilliant educators on our staff that uh, will go far and beyond what, I, what I'm even doing right here in addition to what I'm doing uh, that will help you just enhance your game. I appreciate that. Well, yeah, we're definitely very passionate about movement, uh, fitness, health, you name it. But we do things differently, right? You know, oh, yeah. We definitely lift. We definitely do far-out crazy movements, but it's the combination of all those. And I think that's what makes – athleticism and sport and fitness so fun because it's not just a treadmill it's not just a bike it's not just lifting weights it's everything yeah. I, last time i had a sweet sweet awesome meal i kind of had a little bit of everything that's you know <laughs> i like the buffet option oh yeah you know I'm not saying i'm not gonna just eat a steak one day and that's all i eat but very few and fraud you know but i want the mashed potatoes I want exactly you know and dessert and yeah why not and make a little greens in there too just to kind of balance it out oh yeah <laughs> Um, so kind of wrapping this up a little bit, what would you say? Like, obviously the cool thing is like, you're going to go through this. So you have your own personal, like you have your own goal. Like I'm going to do this cause I have the knowledge. Mm-hmm. How would someone learn about this? Um, who is maybe listening to this or uh, has a friend or et cetera. Like what can they actually do about this? Let's say that they have the resources to train virtually. So, right, so they can call us, they can reach out to you. Mm-hmm. you know, they actually reach out to us and actually get a virtual training. But what if they want to do it on their own? Like, if you could give, like, three points, five points. Yeah. Like, what could someone, like, literally walk away from this podcast and say, like, oh, sweet, for the kickstart? 
easiest thing to do, go get one of those resistance bands. Go get one of those monster bands. The the they have different different tensions that you can that you can utilize. Um, throw them to start if you've never done it. Throw it above the knee joint to start, and just straight start with some squats. Start with some squats, um, but you gotta you gotta know how to tweak your feet. And we're not talking just straight up and down, but mixing the foot positions up. We call our, our little SFT foot positions. One foot staggered in front, toes out, toes in, wide, narrow, because that's gonna load your glutes differently. Um, our bodies get super accustomed to doing the same thing over and over again. If you want to really challenge your hips and really get your glutes to proprioceptively work as best as they can, you have to train them in 3D. Again, everyone's the athlete, but you got to train like an athlete. So you got to mm. mix it up. At being in a multidimensional sport athlete like soccer, baseball, football, they're constantly transitioning and having to load through the hips in different directions. You got to do the same thing um, with you personally. You know, if you want that look, you got to train the same way. Get those monster bands. Do some walks. There's plenty of great like booty workout videos out there that you can try. Start with some bands. Start with some squats. Start with some walks with the bands. Um, just make sure you have tension. If you didn't know this, it's harder if you take them down to the ankles. So start at the knees, work it down lower and lower. That'll get you a little bit more. It's more intense because you'll get less help when the resistance is lower. So it requires more strength and stability from the rest of your muscles and joints. I like it. Yeah. Sweet. Anything else you want to share? You can always, yeah, like I said, if, you're, uh, if you've hit a wall, if you've reached out to people and haven't found results, um, always happy to take on more people. And that's the, the silver lining of 2020 is that uh, I get to work with women who I've never met before in person mm, um, that reach out, you know, contact us here at Gymnazo, set up an appointment, come see me. I'm happy to do a little 10-minute consult um, and see what we can do to help you. Our female core conversion class is completely virtual at this point in time, so you can always jump in and try out a class. Uh, check out our website, gymnazo.com. There's some great information in our female pelvic core section. And you can always follow me on Instagram, kalina.ruskin. Awesome. And here's a really cool thing that I really love, from one butt to another butt. Is that you don't have to live with a flat butt, you know? And I was told this joke a long time ago, and I hope this is a good end of the podcast. <laughs> but I had this, this one client to tell me, Michael, when I'm dead, I want to be put face down in my casket. <laughs> and I said, why is that? Because the great looking butt that I got, I want everyone to see that. And I said, let's go to work. <laughs> That's amazing. I hope so. <laughs> All right, Kalina, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. That was fun. All right, cheers. Hey, y'all, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, please share it with your fitness-obsessed friends and peers who are also navigating this world of fitness and trying to succeed to the trends and misinformation. As you guys can see, this podcast is basically a masterclass for trainers wanting to level up in their coaching skills and their fitness business model relaunches in 2020 because you and your fitness tribe deserve to see an unfiltered look at all the aspects of what it takes to stand out as a next generation coach and build a successful fitness business. So share it far and wide. And please, when you do, do me a favor, take a screenshot of this screen and share it to your social media accounts and use the hashtag Gymnazo Podcast. That's hashtag Gymnazo Podcast. That way we can see you and share your post with our audience. And finally, when you're ready to go to the next level as a coach or in your business and to reach more people, please go check out gymnazoedu.com. We have put together the best 90-day coaching program on the market for trainers wanting to become a masterful practitioner 
and build a business that gives them the freedom and impact. So let us help you do just that. We have online training and one-on-one coaching to guide you through a full 90-day certification. We even get you training our clients live because it's always better to work out your kinks on someone else's clients than yours. But we promise you this, your clients will be blown away by the transformation our program will help you make. You'll be masterful at a whole new level and part of an incredible community of coaches worldwide taking their skills to the next level. So if you thought today's episode had some fire to it, and inspired you to take action, wait until you see what we deliver on this program. So just go to gymnasioedu.com and we'll see you on the other side. Remember that turning your passion for fitness into transformation and sustainable business is critical to reaching the people and lives you were put on earth to help. It matters and truly can make an impact in other people's lives. So I hope you do that. Keep sharing your passion and we'll talk to you soon.